Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz and co-hosting today with my good friend and fellow Ramsey personality, George Camel. And we are here to take your calls, America. It is a free call. Anywhere in the country, which it's been a free call for a long time, George. When are we going to start charging, Rachel? We kind of hoped Inflation's killing that. us. That's like a 2000. And if you remember having to pay for long distance calls when that was a thing, the you would appreciate calls. that. But it is, a, it is a call, any call in the country at 888-825-5225. And we will answer your money questions, relationship questions, questions about work. We are here to talk to you. So first up, we have Portia in Houston, Texas. Hey, Portia, welcome to the show. Hi, hi, Rachel. Hi, George. Love your book, Breaking Free from Jet Oh, <laughs> thank you. It's a good shout out. How can we help you today? Yes. So <clears throat> I just graduated from school um, in December, and I feel like I'm late with everything. So I have, of course, debt, and I'm just trying to find like the proper time to purchase my house. The, when I did the numbers, when I worked the numbers, it appears that based on my income, I will be able to pay my debt off in about two years. So my car, I only have like two major debts, which is my car and my student loans. My car is 14.5K remaining. And so I'm paying that off. I'll be done paying that off in April. Oh, um, yay. Yeah. So exciting. That's great. And my student loan is one hundred mm. and thirty four thousand. What's so your degree? In? It's um, my master's in finance and investment management. OK. And do you have a job? Did you get one out of school? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, how much are you actually, making? Even, uh, one hundred and sixty six thousand a year. Good for nice. you, Portia. That's awesome. Thank you. So what's your question today? So when I pay this off, because I'm all for it, I'm disgusted by debt. Like, I am not interested. So I'm past. I cut up my credit cards. I'm done. Mm. I just want to know. I don't have any kids yet. And so I and, and I am getting married, too, soon. Oh, congratulations. I just want to know, like, thank you so much. I just want to know, like, when is, will it be a proper time to pay for a house or do I rent? Like, George, I've heard you speak on, like, you know, don't get caught up in the whole well, where my kids are going to be. You know, we're, you know, thinking family, the big yard, the whole nine. And yeah. just a townhouse, renting a townhome can be. So I'm thinking in my situation, is that the direction? Because I'm thinking about my age. How old are I'm you? 35. I'm 35. Oh, my so goodness. Ancient. So Throw in the old. towel. Pack it up. Portia, it's it's over. It's over. You know, uh, life is Rachel hit her prime about 24, and it's been downhill since. <laughs> but no, Portia, we're kidding. No, I, you have I, I so much you're, time. You're doing great. But I know you're compared to your peers, you're seeing people in their 20s. They're like, well, they, I should own a home by now. But also, you had a different journey, and you got a master's, and you got further education, and you had debt. And so that's okay that, you know, you're delayed with this dream, but... Don't do what most people do, which is go buy a house while you have a giant pile of debt, while you're trying to invest, while you're trying to do everything else in life. Yeah. When are you getting married, Portia? I'm getting married this summer. This summer. Okay. That's great. And what's kind of what's his status? Like, do you guys know where you want to live? Do you, um, yeah, are you guys on the same page with all of that? 
Yeah, well, he has no debt. He's never financed a car. He's awesome. That's great. I like this guy he already. Sounds like a winner. Yeah, so, what will you? Do you know what yeah. his income is, or are you not there yet in the relationship? I hope so. They're engaged. Um, yeah. You never know. We're, we've been together for years, so okay. um, his and he, yeah, he he makes seventy two thousand a year. Okay, so you'll have a household income of over two hundred k this summer. Yeah, which is going yeah. to speed up your debt payoff process. Yeah, if he's the man, I yeah, hope. That's right. I hope he is, which is. We're going to clean up our yeah. mess now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He, so, he encouraged, he's very encouraging. So yeah. let's play this out. By April, the student loans are gone. You get married in the summer. You're attacking the student loans. And when do you think it'll be paid off with all that factored in, with his income? Uh, and maybe his savings. Who knows? Did, he may come in with 100 yeah. grand in savings and be able to wipe out your debt. True. Um, well, I when I did the math... I, I know I could pay my car off quick, like in three months. I'm already on track with that. Um, so I, I'm paying like 2500 every two weeks to pay that off. Great. So like five grand a month um, you're throwing a debt. Yes. Okay. And now the student loans, it does, well, the student loans is 134000 And I think it'll take me about two years because I decided to live on just maybe 30% of my income um, yeah. to pay it off. Yeah. Quickly. And that's great. And, and Portia and I, honestly, with you guys getting married, combining incomes, and like George said, him bringing any, anything into the, into the marriage, you guys get it. You'll pay it off faster. I really do believe that. So whether it is you guys combining and being on the same team or even just you, I mean, I just, I, I can already tell from this call and the tone of your voice, I'm like, you're going to do this quickly and probably faster than you even realize. So yeah, I think once you're out of debt, I would build up a strong emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. And then by that point, I mean, yeah, you and him, I think you guys really look and say, okay, you know, where, where do we want to live? What is this one? What do we want to, you know, where, what part of Houston do we want to be? Do we want to do a townhome since we don't have kids right now? Do we, and can we maybe afford something more? And that's what we choose to step into. So I think it's totally up to you guys. I think I would stick with that formula though, of your, of your payment being no more than 25% of your take-home pay. I think that's where it gets a lot of people and, and really, you know, you guys together look, but I think it's going to be sooner than what you think, Portia. And I think that's the best next step for you all is to save up that down payment. And if, um, does he own a home now? No. Okay. No, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we said for a year or two and get that down payment saved up. And that may be four years from now, you guys get into this house, but you're going to do it with so much peace and patience and equity that it's going to be a blessing instead of a burden. Yeah, that's right. Well, Portia, I appreciate um, that because yeah, go go ahead. Because family can stress. I was going to say I appreciate that because family can. We ain't going to get a house. I know you got to turn like that volume old. down. They don't pay your bills, yeah. Portia. That's the problem. If they did, that'd be great. Right. Say, great, you go get me a house then. If you want me to have one so bad, <laughs> right? Right. So yeah, that's the problem is avoiding all the pressure. That's the hardest part of this whole financial mess. Yes, and I think people, you know, they say that from one element of like establishing roots and having your place. But also from a financial standpoint of, yeah, once you get in, you're building equity and it's, you know, it's good for your overall financial picture. But Portia, you guys are going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to get a house when it's best for you guys. You're going to both be investing. You make insane money. You make great money, over 200. And so you guys will start investing consistently. You're going to build, you know, I really think a great, a great financial life together. And the fact that he has such great common sense with money and already such great money habits from what you've said, uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna do great. So here, George and I, as your friends, patience is you're fine. You're good without buying a house. Pay off that debt. Get a good emergency fund down payment, 
and you're good to go. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We are taking your calls. And up next, we have Seth in New Orleans. Hey, Seth, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, I mean, not to be too long with it, but 2018 uh, rolled around and uh, Dave came out to church nearby my house and uh, went and listened to him talk. And, you know... I've been broke and working hard and uh, decided that I'd follow him and be working hard, not broke. And uh, over the last couple of years, I've worked real hard and put a lot of, you know, seeds in the ground. And this uh, holiday had some of my family over and I have a new property and some some new space. And they wound up, um, you know, asking about the mortgage. We're working on some land and we're asking about the mortgage. And, you know, I just kind of said, I don't have mortgage on the property and, then uh you know one thing came to another and we it came out that we had a lot more money than my family had ever thought you could have and it, it's caused quite a bit of quite a bit of a humdig around the mm. the, the family so so have they just asked you for money or are they that? just upset and envious that you don't have debt and you're not strapped with payments oh yeah no all yes sir. all of it yes, sir. Oh, so they straight up said hey you're doing pretty well, boy, aren't you? You got any of that money laying around for us? Like, was it joking or was it pretty serious? No, I mean, we went out for, uh, we have a mess of kids, you know, and so we went out one night for something and, and ice cream was there. And I was like, oh, you know, you told my kids grab ice cream, whatever, kids grab ice cream. Wound up getting ice cream forever, which isn't a big thing anymore. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, it must be nice, you know. And then the next night they were saying, you know, we're going out to dinner and my wife was oh, only went to dinner family over so like oh just the two of us will go out and they're like oh you got us you can go too da, da, da. And no i do not i do not have you so there's um, there's assumptions and entitlement oh, no. now of like well he'll cover it because he's doing pretty well so the he should cover it yeah and is this your yeah, direct then, parents like everyone, who, who in, who's involved here everyone yeah no everyone asked throughout the course of the two weeks after that you know they found out about aunts like, uncles income, cousins different yes sir all the above, got phone calls and everything Goodness gracious. It's like you won the People lottery out or something, woodwork. but it's yeah. taking you. How much money do you guys actually have? A lot. Uh, I mean, I don't know what a lot for everyone is. Uh, a lot for what I thought. We, uh, you know, my wife and I picked up, we stopped whining and started working, which is kind of our joke to us. And uh, I don't know, we put some things together. And right now I think um, we did our net worth at the end, beginning of the year, and it was about Right under four, four million. Oh and, my uh, goodness! That's great. That is amazing. Our, How old are you two? Yeah, my, I'm 37. We're 37. So that's incredible. Know. And this is mostly your family, yeah. not hers. No, her her family 
doesn't know and and they're i mean you're like they're not going to we're not telling anybody else after this debacle Oh. Yeah, they're good though. They're all square. They're not. They're not my side. <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, good for you." Are, is your family right. local, Seth? Do you guys have like day to day interaction with them? Not so much right now, but yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, but they're local, and you guys usually would like kind of do life together. Yeah. You did you do dinners together? Like it, they're a part of your rhythm in life. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Hmm, Seth. It's, this it's about to get uncomfortable. How do you, how do you feel? Are you like pissed about it, or are you confused with it? Are you? Do you feel bad? Like, what? What's your overall emotion? Well, I was, I was upset the first night, and so I ended up calling everyone together the next night, and I was like, "Listen, my responsibility is to take care of my wife and my kids, and I'm going to do that." And I, I, I told them I would put them through FPU, you know, and I wrote a list of all the books I read. I mean, I picked up majority of all the books, and. uh library's free you know and so i was like i tell you all the books are right you can read those you know i'll tell you what i did around, they're not interested you know? in that's, learning that's, well that's pretty bold seth the yeah, next night i was expecting us to have like a conversation about setting a boundary you just did it the day after so then how do they respond to that no. they asked for, for you to pay for their dinner i think yeah yeah pretty much you know and they're like well if you don't have it or you don't want to share you know and it it was just a lot of guilt and so i've been wrestling with it for a couple months now and I was listening to y'all show and I was like, you know what? I should probably just call and say, Hey, y'all, I mean, you guys have money. I don't have a lot of people in my life to have money. So, you know, I have new friends, I guess, but it's hard to say, you know, to your brother looking at you, and like, Hey, I, you know, you got $10,000 for a business. Like I don't have $10,000 for your business. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's uh-huh. not what I have. I, uh-huh. I yeah, this is not bank of it, Seth, but I'm not there. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah. you, you've approached us with a lot of tact and wisdom and maturity, which I applaud you for. And the fact that you're even willing to have the hard conversation tells me that there is hope here. But it may take a few of these conversations mm-hmm. and enough times to where they get the hint. And you know what? That might hurt these relationships. These people may not want to hang out and go to dinner because they have some own resentment that they, you know, some poison they've been drinking. Yeah. And so I don't want yeah. that to be a reflection on you. And it's going to be painful in some of these situations, but you have to do what's right for your family. And you can't let this generosity turn into requirement because that takes all of the joy out of it. Yeah. And Seth, and you've, yeah. and just so you know, and I know you probably know this, but just to say it out loud, like you've done nothing wrong. Right. And I feel like what can happen is they can pin you in a corner where you feel like suddenly if you don't do something, you're doing something wrong because yeah. Do you have the means? Yeah, you guys do. But you're an adult and you get to decide what you do, just like what you told them, what you your responsibility is to you and your family. And what you do beyond that is up to you. But by you existing with this money, that is not a wrong. You're not you're not in the wrong. And I feel like sometimes you can feel like, oh, my gosh, I've done I've I'm the one that's done something that's not good or not OK. And so just remember that, that you haven't done you haven't done anything wrong. And the truth is, and George said it, but it probably sadly will create a divide. And I wish that wasn't the case, but I feel like they've proven themselves after you set a pretty strong boundary and were were very honest and clear. They chose to overstep that boundary and asked you to pay for dinner (laughs) that night. So I think you have to have a realization too, and, and you probably already have, but you and your wife stick together as a team and just realize, oh my gosh, sadly, they, they don't have the maturity to handle this part of your life that that you brought them into, right? By sharing this information. Um, and that's sad because it it may end up causing a divide and stronger boundaries that you're going to have to set. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I agree. The, the thing that I kept pushing for was they could do it too. You know, like yeah. that was what was hard. My heart was, and I'm not trying to withhold from them. I'm trying to, you know, like I'll walk with you. I'll tell you exactly how I did it. I wrote it all down. You know, I, I'll keep my budgets in paper. You know, I can tell you how I did it. And yeah, there's a lot of luck and a lot of things, but you know, you, you, we could do it together. Like I'll help you, you know? And they're just, no, I'm not interested in working. I mean, they used to make fun of me in the beginning when I said, Oh yeah, I was going to follow Dave Ramsey. And they're like, no, don't, don't do that. You know, that's not going to make you any money. I was like, all right. I mean, he seems to like his wife and his wife. I want to do that too. You know? Like, let's, let's yeah. That's, that. And that was my heart. So, I was like, they're not interested in learning. Entitlement no. runs far away from work. That's generally how it goes. And so I love the old quote. I think it's a Maya Angelou quote. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. And if they show their character that this relationship is based on transactions and your forced generosity, then it's not a relationship. And yeah. they're choosing to opt out of that relationship if that's how they see you. And so the hardest part about all of this is you grappling with the emotions of that. It has nothing to do with them. Yeah. It's you feeling like really I'm hard. not the bad guy here because they're going to gaslight you and go, man, I, you're evil. I can't mm-hmm. believe that. You're so I, you're so stingy after everything we did for you. Remember when you were five and I took you? There's going to be all kinds of things that bubble to the surface now. Yeah, that's what my, you pretty much nailed what my dad said. Yeah, 100% hit him right on the head. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, it, was, it was an odd conversation. It's an odd place to be. But, you know, I, I don't know. I was thinking that maybe... Maybe the best course would be, you know, bend the knee a little bit and just... Best course is, uh, I don't know, flee the country and change your name, but let's not do that, you know? (laughs) Go into the witness protection Yeah, the right course is have the hard conversations (laughs) as many times as you need to, and then you need to draw the line and say, listen, we've talked about this several times. This is where I stand on it. I love you guys, but our relationship can't be based on transactions. Yeah, and again, they're choosing this, like... That you haven't done anything. You've just done the hard work for five, six years. Seth is a good man. I know, and, and and this is what is being exposed in them. And you can't control them as much as your heart is so good and pure and wanting that. You can't. And I think it's gonna be. It's gonna continue to create that divide. And you're you're gonna continue not to want to let them into your life, which is so sad with family. So I'm so sorry, Seth. I hope you feel encouraged, though. You're doing good. This is the Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. 
there are a lot of things that you need to remember when the winter when the weather is cold. Thankfully, Neighborly has a free winter maintenance checklist that can help save you time and hassle. Check out neighborly.com slash Ramsey. That's neighborly.com slash Ramsey. Today's question comes from Brittany in Nevada. Or is it did I say it right? Yeah, you did. Nevada. Are you sure? I yes. don't think it is. Now I feel Nevada. bad for everyone. Nevada. In ne- it's Nevada. That's what it is. No, it's Nevada. Brittany asks, my sister only makes around 25000 a year and recently found out our mom took out a credit card in her <gasps> name, which has a balance of $2,000. No. Our mom habitually has no money, and I don't see a world where she will pay this debt off. I ran a credit report, and as far as I can tell, she does not have one in my name. I make $72,000 a year and have been thinking about saving up to pay this debt so it's not hanging over my sister anymore. Is this a good idea and how do we close this account? Oof. Man. Well, there's a lot going on here. Most of it's relational. Only part of it's financial. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's illegal. She stole her identity. It's fraud. And so, I mean, and I know people... Don't always, I mean, and it's hard to take legal action on two thousand dollars. And against I mean? your mom, that she, makes yes, things extra yes, awkward. Yes, I'm like, um, and so, oh my gosh, yeah. So what you would do is, yeah, you to in order to close the account, you have to have it paid off, paid in full. Then you close the account, um, and then I would put, you know, as much protection around all of your crediting. I would as possible. freeze every account with all three credit bureaus immediately. And just making sure that, yeah, no one, especially her, but but also having the conversation with her. Like, she needs to be confronted Absolutely. that this happened. You guys have the knowledge of it. I mean, and I'm like, and, I, and you hate to threaten someone, but I'm like, you you literally stole my identity and took out money in my name to somebody that makes $25,000 a year. And so going forward, it's like, if you if you continue to have, to have a legal action against me, I'm going to have to process, like, we're going to have to move forward with something harsher, mom. And so, I don't know, again, $2,000 for some people, they would go ahead and, like, do as much as they could by the law to get this stopped. Because I guess she could get, re- right, if it's considered. If it's considered fraud. Yeah. She reports it and says, she hey, this was not She won't have to pay name. it. But then, the, but and again, in some, like, world where you're like, yes, justice needs to be served. But then in the real world, I'm like, it's $2,000 and how much you're going to pay a lawyer to do everything. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, my first go would be contact the credit card company, say, hey, this is fraud. This was not a purchase I made and have them try to reverse that. And secondly, uh, like Rachel said, I would close this account, pay it off. And if the sister wants to do that as a gift, which it sounds like Brittany's wanting yeah, to do that, that's yeah. very sweet. Yeah, I That's a one-time thing and go, hey, I'm going to cover this and we're going to fix this and freeze all of your accounts with all the credit bureaus so this and never happens her, again. Yeah. And then confronting mom is the piece is the another piece of this. Yeah. And helping sister get her income up. That to me is another glaring problem outside of this, but right, making right. twelve dollars an hour is not sustainable long term for an adult long term. Yes. So, yes. And we don't know how old she is or what her situation is. But yeah. um she may be sixteen for all we know. I have no idea. That's but so hard. And that's become a, a card. and it's become a common thing, George. Like we're seeing more and more of this. Of, I'm seeing it on TikTok and Instagram and People are going, oh, open a card in your kid's name, add them as, add them as an authorized user at yes. three years old so they yep. have great credit when they graduate. And then you tank your kid's credit accidentally or maliciously. When life happens and a pandemic hits Ugh. and you get strapped Gross. for cash and you have to go make dis- financial decisions that are not wise in a crisis and your kid's name is attached to it. And so, again, yeah, we're seeing like, but that in and of itself, is that legal? That's not, I mean, 
to add them as an authorized user. Yeah. That's legal, but opening yeah. one in their name. No, is no, no, that's illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, yeah. They're but obviously, I, I, they're. You can't under ask uh, th- a three year old for consent. No, so you can't. No. You just add them as an authorized user. Which and, that's what parents are doing in the legal aspect of it. But again, it ends up, we see the horror stories. And we've had people call the show, same thing happening. And my it's parents just, tanked my credit. What do I do? They yes. opened up cards in my name or added me as a user on this card. And it's affecting me financially. Yes. Yeah. There was a oh. um, a study by Carnegie Mellon, and this was in 2011. So again, it was um, a few years back, but found that children are uniquely vulnerable to identity theft. And in their analysis, more than 40,000 American children, researchers at their university found that 10% of them had someone else using their social security number. Oh, gosh. And then in 21, a study came out. Uh, that found one in 50 U.S. children fall victim to identity theft every year, with 73% of victims being targeted by someone they know personally. Goodness, which is probably going to be a parent, an aunt, an uncle, yes. a brother, a sister. That's terrible. And so much of it is financially related, right? Selling your identity to open up accounts and credit cards. Yeah, and they say here, uh, the founder of the law firm said, the chief motivation behind these crimes was when a parent has had bad credit and is not able to make a debt-based purchase. There you go. And it says in most states, this is a crime, fraud, identity theft, misappropriation of funds are all possible charges a prosecutor could bring. Yep. So it's possible to go to court for this, but again, the costs of lawyer fees add up to where you're like, was this, I spent 10 grand to fight two grand. Was this worth it in the end? And a lot of stress. Sure. Emotional turmoil. Yeah, yeah. And again- you want justice in every legal sense of the word, right? But um, but when you get down to it in the real world, it's like, oh my gosh, for somebody out there, her making $72,000 a year, it's like, is it Pay realistic for her on. to go and yeah, go and hire a lawyer and do all of this, you know, or do you pay it, close the accounts, have the threatening conversation with mom? Um, but yeah, some people see, some people choose the latter. So we'll see. Choose violence. <laughs> Never. All right. Up next, we have Bailey in Pittsburgh. Hey, Bailey, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call and thank you to you too and your team for what you do. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. How can we help? So years ago, back when everything was paper, I, I you know, started following um, your dad at that time and then kind of got off track and here recently in the last month have just, you know, came back around and I'm trying to convince my husband to, you know, let's follow the program to a T, which means stopping our investing in our 401ks and things like that. Um, he's a numbers guy, so I thought he would get it, but I can't, it, it, he doesn't seem, he says that's leaving money on the table. And I'm saying, let's do it temporarily so we can pay off some debt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how much debt do you guys have? Um, around 40,000 on a vehicle, 7,500 on a credit card. And he's a numbers guy? Yeah. <laughs> Does he know what the APR is on that credit card? Uh, yeah. Does he know what yeah. that car will have costed him after all the payments and interest versus what it's worth after the term is over? I'm not the numbers person, and I've laid all that out, which if I can understand, that's what my frustration is. And I, I say to him, you know, we, we've done some things okay through our years. Like, for example, after this year, we'll have three children through college. We fully paid for that, so they're not coming out with debt. Yeah, it's you huge. Know, I feel very 
How yeah, much you so guys make, Bailey? I'm sorry. How much you guys make a year? Household um, income. Uh, combined now, I just recently took a new job, so combined now we're at two fifty. Woo. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys have the margin to for sure pause the investing and pay this off. I mean, I know you know that. Um, yeah, and, and, and at the end of the day, too, Bailey, yeah. I'm like, and also the truth is, even if you guys continue to, you know, do, because how much are you putting in retirement now? He's he's maxing his and I'm maxing mine. And that's what I'm saying to him. You know, let's just pause that. I'm not saying let's stop. Yeah. It. I'm just saying let's pause it, pay off some of this other stuff. Cause, that's right. You know, do you guys have money in savings? That. We have um, 10 liquid cash. 10,000 liquid cash that I, you know, something happened. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and then the truth is, Bailey, over time, you know, if you guys didn't pause it and you guys just threw some extra money and got this debt paid off, you're going to be fine either way. My biggest red flag is that you guys are just not on the same page on your value system. So obviously your passion is more on getting out of debt. And I would, and I would present not just the numbers home, but the why, why is it for you, Bailey? Is it because it's stressing you out? Are you fearful? Do you see, oh my gosh, we're empty nesters now? And what we could be doing if we didn't have all these payments and, and I'm stressed that we're going to go deeper into debt because that's a part of our life, right? Explaining the why, not just the numbers to him, spouse to spouse is really important. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. So one of the topics that is really popular, I'd say in in this line of work, George, but also in the world right now is real estate. And Hot so topic. we are so excited to announce that Dave Ramsey has a brand new quick readout, which means it's a pretty short book. It's 70 you can finish seven, it over coffee. Yep, 70 pages, and it's called The Real Estate The Ramsey Way: How to Make Home Ownership a Blessing, Not a Burden. And Dave has yeah, decades and decades of real estate knowledge, being an agent himself. The, started at 18. Started at and that's 18. That's how he made his first few millions. Yep. Lost it all through real estate. Learned a lot. and Made it, it back largely through real estate, that's which is right. cool. That's right. What yeah. a comeback story. All the way around. I know. 360. Just and, back, back. And in this book, Rachel, I love that from start to finish, you'll get a clear plan to help you buy, sell, and invest in ways that will let you build outrageous wealth and leave a legacy. There is a right way to do it. Home ownership is still possible in America today, and your home can be your biggest asset. It doesn't have to be complicated. We can do this the right way. Dave's yeah. going to show you how. So get your copy at RamseySolutions.com slash store. I know a lot of you are 
wanting to buy a home, you have people in your life who are wanting to buy a home or they're about to sell a home, they want to get into real estate investing, this yep. is a great gift to get for them as well. Yeah, for sure. And we want to yeah give hope that, that it is still possible, you guys, but we want you to do it the right way. So it is all here. So again, whether you're buying for your primary home, investing in real estate, all of it, real estate the Ramsey way at ramseysolutions.com slash store. Up next, we have Mark in Minneapolis. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, I wanted to know if you guys had dealt with any uh, anything like a promissory note um, being repaid. Um, it's uh, I have a promissory note kind of hanging over my head, about $26,000 from a previous job. Um, uh, the contract was, or I was supposed to stay there for two years, uh, left for personal reasons, uh, only had about three months left until the two years was up. Um, but now it's with an attorney and, uh, we just, we don't have anywhere near that amount of money to, to pay. I just don't know if you guys have ever heard of getting out of a promissory note or, or what do you think I, I should do? Well, I mean, this is a legal contract that you signed and it said, Hey, you get $26,000. What was this for? Relocation? Uh, re- re- yeah, relocation. Okay. Yeah. But and if was- you leave within the two years, you owe us this money back. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so yep. you broke that contract, and there are consequences for breaking contracts, and one of those is you owe twenty six thousand dollars. So what happened to the twenty six? Did you spend it all? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we used it for a relocation. Went from from Texas uh, over here. So what made you leave three like months before the contract was up? Uh, I, I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to honestly fulfill the, the duties of the role, and the travel just took too much time away from from my family, and I, I wanted to to be with the family. Okay. That's, that's what I prioritized. Okay. Um, but you knew you would owe this upon quitting. Like this wasn't a surprise. Somewhat, yeah. My, well, yeah. When I, when I quit, my, my boss said he, he wasn't sure that they would actually um, do anything, but he didn't really know. And they enforced it. Yeah. It's with a, with an attorney right now. And they've contacted you and, and expecting some type of payment. Uh, correct. Yeah. Other than trying to settle and negotiate, there's no way to skirt around the law if you sign the contract. So your best bet is to go, listen, I don't have $26,000. Are you willing to negotiate a smaller payment to call this good? That's what I would do if I was in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any money saved, Mark? No, and uh, I'm sure we could talk for hours on, <laughs> on our situation, but yeah, we have no money. Okay. How much are you making a year now? Uh, I uh, I make 100 Okay. Does your wife work? Yeah, she makes um about sixty. Sixty, okay. So you take home pay one one sixty, um, household income. And what what other debt do you guys have? Um, quite a bit. I would say, uh, from credit cards to some consolidation loans, around a hundred. Okay, how much is in the credit cards? Um. Right now, only about fourteen thousand. Okay, and the remaining is a debt consolidation loan. Uh, yeah, like three of them. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Mark, you realize the decisions you guys have made up until this point with money not great, right? Do you, is that a consensus between you and your wife? Like how you guys have been doing money isn't working. Oh yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. okay. Um, and I hate that this 26,000 will be added to this list. I'm afraid it will be. I mean, there's nothing unless they will settle, like George said, 
Um, I think you guys are just going to be on a hard journey here for the next few years, digging yourselves out of these mistakes. And listen, Mark, nobody's perfect with money. So that's not a shameful thing. Like nobody's perfect. Right before you came on, we talked about how Dave went bankrupt, you know, and, and yeah. got foreclosed on by doing bad investment deals. So like ever, like from one extreme to the next, like nobody here is perfect, but also you have to realize, okay, what we've been doing isn't working. And so now we have to change, not just our mindset around how we've been looking at money because it's not working, but we're going to change our habits. It's going to feel different. Our life is going to look different, but something has to change in order to get a different result. And you guys have to get at that point. We call it the sick and tired moments around here that people get to this point where like, I'm so done. I'm so done. And Mark, I hope this $26,000, you know, situation is the thing that just shakes you to your core that you're like, holy crap, I, we can't keep doing this because so far, you've tried debt consolidation, trying to move your stuff around for interest rates and for all the other reasons people do it. But you have to realize what's going to change your situation is you, Mark, you and your wife, not some company out there. And so that's going to take you guys learning a new set of principles and a new set of skills. Um, but that is very possible. And I want that for you as we sit here on this call. And you have to want it for yourself. But um, but to answer yeah, your question on why you called in, um, I, I don't think there's there's much you can do with the twenty six thousand unless they'll settle, or try to get on a payment plan of some sort to pay this over time. Okay. Yeah. But the good news is, Mark, you guys make one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. So let just lay out some napkin math for you. If you're able to live on a smaller portion of that and throw fifty a year at your debt, you're done. Two and a half years from now, you're completely debt free, even the relocation money. Think about that. Yeah, that feels like a long time, but be. you could just sit around for two and a half years and continue to move around debt with consolidation loans, or we could really make some deep sacrifices and be done and have freedom in two and a half years and never touch debt again. That would be my goal for you personally. Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Well, the math says it's possible, but you have to believe it's possible, and then your actions have to follow. Okay. So that's the plan. There's no way around it. I'm sorry you're going through this. It stinks, but I hope it's the wake-up call you needed to go. we got to clean our life up. Yeah, and, and stay on the line, Mark. Austin will pick up, and we're going to give you Financial Peace University, which is our seven-lesson course, and Every Dollar Premium, which is our budgeting app, which is going to help you guys look at your lifestyle and say, hey, we're we're doing nothing. Like We say beans and rice, rice and beans. You don't go out to eat. You don't go on vacation. You do nothing. And there's going to be an extremeness to all of this because, I mean, 14000 in credit card debt, for the most part, I'm going to assume, Mark, that, yeah, a lot of that's just the lifestyle creep of, like, we're just going to continue to live and spend where we want. And, and, and you have to get to the point, you say, all that's done. All that's done. And it's a hard line in the sand. You cut up the credit cards tonight. You and your wife sit down together, cut them up. Be done with this, Mark. Be done with this. I mean, I, I, I can only imagine the stress that you guys were in already with 100K in debt. And then you get this call from this attorney Surprise. of this, yeah, relocation, you know, fee that's, that's that cost that's owed now, um, which legally it is owed. And so I, I want this to be your wake up call. I, we can't force that on, on this side of, <laughs> of the debt. We are not we lawyers. Want, so we, good we luck want, with that. We part. want it for you, though. We want you and your wife and your family to experience freedom. Like it's life's too short, Mark, to be living like this. And I think that for, for a lot of you out there, it just takes it, it takes an extreme mindset shift, though, and an extreme way of looking at something so different than how you've always looked at it. And that's one of the hardest parts, George, for people. It's just the change. 
Like it's going to feel uncomfortable not living with credit cards. Well, you're it enjoying feels, extreme spending, and now it's it, extreme sacrifice. Yes, and, and it's gonna it's gonna feel off. It's, it feels like you're going backwards. But I'm telling you, if you stick to this, watch these videos in Financial Peace University. Do the every dollar budget you and your wife together, and in two and a half years, as George laid out the math, you guys could be done and have a whole new set of skills with for investing and building wealth and changing your family tree. So we're cheering for you, Mark. Thanks for the call. Thanks to all the gentlemen in the booth keeping the show afloat. And thanks to you, George. Thank you. Thank you, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with best-selling author George Camel answering your questions. So give us a call at 888-825-5225. All right, let's hit the phones, George. Let's hit it. Let's go straight to it. Let's go to Tori in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, Tori, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, I have some, well, I need some advice on what you all would suggest my husband and I do to pay off our debt. Um, my husband is currently working two full-time jobs and going to school. Um, so we are making the most we have ever made. However, we are both miserable because he's never home. And I have taken on the majority of the housework with our children. Um, and I also work. So my question is, do we power through like we're currently doing um, to pay off our debt quicker? Or would you suggest that he scales back on his work, we buckle down tighter on our budget and pay off the debt, which might take a little bit longer. Okay, how much debt is left? We have 75000 Okay, and how much are you guys making currently with him working two jobs, you working a full-time job? We bring home an average of 10000 a month. Okay. What kind of debt is the seventy-five? We have two car loans, um, a home equity loan, two credit cards, and then one student loan for him, but it is deferred at this time, but it is included in that, that 75000 Okay. What's he going to school for? Uh, to, he's a nurse practitioner. Okay. So when is that over, that schooling? Two and a half, two and a half years. Wow. Okay. He's working two full-time jobs while becoming an MP? Yes. This man's impressive. So he is. He is a firefighter, so he actually does 24-hour shifts. Goodness. On his days off, he teaches at our community college. He teaches the nursing classes. So by the time he gets home, he is exhausted. So it really has affected our whole lives, our marriage, yeah. our children, our health. Sure, um, sure. What's the current trajectory? If you keep all of this in your life, how soon will you be out of debt? That is a good question. So we recently have not been great with our money. So we recently, just January 1, started working with a Dave or with a Ramsey coach on our budget. Um, so we've, we've completed baby step one. Um, so I'm not, I would think within probably 18 months, maybe. How much are you throwing really at the debt total, including extra payments? Well, we've just hit baby step one. Oh. Yeah, so Tori, so you guys so have been working starting. this much. Where was the money going? Out the window. So okay. did you increase your lifestyle as he took on the extra we jobs? Did. I mean, we did. So we we bought the two vehicles. I would you know, sell these these cars. I don't know yeah. what they're worth and what you owe on them, but that feels like a better sacrifice than losing your husband right now. 
Sure. I'd yeah. rather. Yeah. What what is what are, what are the car numbers for us, real well, quick? That, so my I have my vehicle. Um, we owe about twenty three on it. Okay. I recently looked at what it was worth because I was considering selling. Upside it, down, probably. It's about, yeah, about, about $2,000 upside down. It's about twenty one. Oh, okay. I could do private sales. So it's not huge. Okay. Now, my, my poor husband, he purchased a truck, and it is he, he it is the worst worst thing we've ever purchased. It is the worst lemon ever. He doesn't even feel comfortable selling it to anybody. So he's just kind of driving it around as little as he can. How much is it? He, we owe um, 6800 on that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's so okay. you think it's worth about that if you're lucky or what? Oh, he doesn't even think we could get that out of it. Okay, so Tori, how long? Sorry, how long have you guys been on the schedule, the ninety-hour-a-week schedule? He's he's about two and a half years. Okay, and what, so, so why, Tori? I'm I'm a little bit confused because usually when we talk to people on this show, just in this perspective, they're working two, three jobs. They're going crazy because they're putting extra money to the debt. They're doing it for a reason. Why did you guys choose to do this lifestyle two and a half years ago, working wise? I think we were just, you know, we weren't good with our money at that point. Okay. And so it was just to keep your life like, afloat. Yeah, just to keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, because what I would say, Tori, is that this level of sacrifice, we've seen people do it, and they do it for a period of time, maybe not maybe not two years, but, you know, a good six, nine months, and then maybe they take a break for a little bit, then bring on an extra job to get out of debt, right? They're doing all this for a purpose. So if that was the case, there's a part of me that would say, okay, um, you know, if someone was calling in and they hadn't done it yet, but they're like, we're looking into this. If we just power through for two years, we could get all this cleaned up. Like, I, I feel like I would be like, yes, yes, yes. You guys have been mm-hmm. doing it for two and a half years just to keep your lifestyle afloat, which obviously is more of a lifestyle than what you were, you know, expecting because you guys went into debt for it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want you, I don't, I don't want 90 hours a week to be the norm on how to just support your life, right? Like that's not. I don't want you calling us two a and a half years term. from now, being like, "Well, we still have seventy five in debt, and he's still doing this, so we need an end game here." And that's what we're trying to show you. And based on math, if you bring ten home a month, you said, can you put five of that toward debt? Because that would get you debt free in fifteen months. And like, like live on nothing, Tori. Like nothing. So I yes, we could. I did like our what our four walls. Um, yeah payments would be and it was about four thousand thirty five thirty five hundred perfect so that means there should be in a perfect world sixty five hundred dollars of take-home pay left to throw at debt Mm -hmm. with minimum Mm -hmm. payments plus extra Mm -hmm. yeah and once you do that math with the debt snowball calculator you should be debt free in a year yeah i can do about anything for a year (laughs) <laughs> so and, but, and, and, and you're calling us though two and a half years after all of this so you guys are exhausted like two and a half years yeah. of nine i mean like that's it's not sustainable long term right that's how you guys are doing it it's not and i wouldn't recommend that long term yeah, for anybody the second full-time job would it just take an extra year because i'm okay with that if this takes two years for you guys to clean up and you survive it yeah mm-hmm. yeah but here's the deal, Tori. I'm like, you guys have to be so committed to this process because if you're not, you will look up in two years and hadn't made much of a, a dent in this if you're not like really committed to that process, you know? And maybe you guys stay on, Tori, through through the summer and maybe in the fall he he pulls back. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be today, but you guys sure. kind of do a game plan and just say, but but we understand, like we're we're parents, we're human. Like we know that 
it takes a lot of sacrifice and we don't want your mental health to be an issue. You know, we, we don't want um, this idea that parents are just workaholics and they're far away, but, but people do all the sacrifice and do what you're doing for a goal of becoming debt free so that they don't have to do this anymore. Right. So, um, so there's a reason for the sacrifice and we're all for that, but you guys have been doing it for two and a half years and you haven't made any progress. So my fear is if you, if you kind of pull back from the work side, uh, you know, have, have your money habits really changed. So I would just, um, yep. Tell you guys, if you can do it for a little bit longer and maybe bring in some of that income and then really get into the habit of budgeting, living on nothing, putting money. And once that habit really is instilled, then maybe you pull back a little bit from work knowing it's going to take you a little bit longer because I don't want you guys, uh, yeah, to be suffering it's for too long. That's right. Yep. But you guys got this, Tori. You can do this. This is The Ramsey Show. One of the principles that we really push people towards is savings. So whether you're saving for an emergency fund, saving up for a down payment on a home, for a purchase, buying a car, vacation, and where to put that savings is a question, George, I feel like I get a lot on social media and different it's things. probably the number one question yes. I get in the DMs is, yep. what's a good high yield savings account? You guys talk about this. So we're going to talk about what a high yield savings account is. You just, the pros the punch, and cons. you just went to the punchline. Oh, was, uh, I ruined here, here, it. Here, back up, back up. Finish. All right, go again. Back <clears> up <throat> 10 seconds. So people always ask, George, you know, on social media, where should I save this money? Should I save it, you know, in a, just Under a savings a account? Do I... Invest it? What, you know, I, there's high yield savings accounts. There's money market accounts. Like there's all these places. Do I, yeah, do I invest it into the market? What do I do? And one of the places we always talk about investing is... A high yield savings account. Oh, that's right, George. We'll Why edit don't that you in post. Tell us Note to more the producers. about that. I, I'm just so excited. It's you one of the things I love the most. Couldn't wait to talk about an old yeah. high yield savings account. But we, no, we it's call a great them spot. HYSAs or HISAs I, for short. No. No, no one calls them that. Oh, it's gosh. fine. God bless. So this is just literally a high interest savings account. The, they're generally online banks. Because the brick and mortar banks can't afford to dole out as high of a rate because they've got a lot of overhead to pay for. That's right. So uh, traditional savings accounts average about 0.35% on savings. But plenty of high yield savings accounts offer rates of over 4 even over 5%, which is amazing. Yes. Yeah, it's been incredible. And even when all the rates, mortgage rates, you know, everything has gone up, debt, all the things... Silver lining, we, we savings saw rates the other go up. side. Yeah, savings rates go up, and you know you earn more interest, and so that's what we really found. And Winston and I, we have a high yield savings account. We have one for our money market and one just for short term savings that we just put put money in. And 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 I love it again because you obviously get a high rate of return for a savings account, right? Compared to a traditional savings, uh, it's really safe. Uh, you can get your money out anytime. For some accounts, you have a limited number of transactions you can do per month, so you can't use it as just like a full-on checking account. Uh, but you can; it's pretty easy to access. And um, yeah, we use Ally. Yep, I use guys? one called Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Okay. Again, okay. we don't have a Ramsey partner advertiser in this space, but these are just the ones we personally yep. use, so we can tell you at least that much. And the key is to do your research on these. I don't trust the ones that are offered by credit card companies or Apple, which makes you have a Apple credit card to use uh, their savings account or Capital One or one of these companies, the big banks. Yep. And so while these are huge companies, you know, Marcus by Goldman Sachs and Ally, I have not noticed they've been marketing debt products or using my information to 
sell yeah, me those products. That's fair. That's, that's fair. That's a key here. Yeah, we would say though, this is not a place to park your money long term, right? So investing. Don't mix uh, it up. Savings is not investing. That's right. Two Even different things. Even if you're getting some interest. Yeah, and I always say, George, my rule of thumb is kind of that five year mark. Is that yours or is yeah. yours shorter, longer? What yeah, do you think? I'd say depending on the situation, three to five plus years is that's I'm going to invest that money versus parking it. Yep. But, you know, home down payment, what worries me, Rachel, people want to invest their down payment. And I go, yeah, but three years from now, what if the market took that dip at the when worst wanted- time when you want to buy that house? Yes, yes. The 50 grand turned into 40 grand all of a sudden. So yep. that's risky. But a good example of this, let's say you are going to buy a house and you have $10,000 saved in a high yield savings at 5%. Well, over the course of 12 months in your sleep, you're going to make $500. Mm-hmm. And if you have 100000 doing the math at 5%, that's $5,000 over the course of 12 months that you would gain. And a good th- point, Rachel, here is that income is taxable. People don't realize that. Now, it's not the end of the world to get taxed on 500 bucks or 5000 bucks. Right, but, but the interest that you're accumulating, that. yeah, that's this a great This is not point. free money. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and and the emergency fund specifically, you guys, um, that three to six months, like this is a great place to park that. And while we say it's not an investment, you want to be able to get to it quickly. So your your worry on that is not, oh my gosh, am I making a high rate of return? It's really just the idea that it is cushion. I can get to it if I need it. Something big comes up, a job loss or a medical emergency. But while you're at it, you might as well put it in something that's low risk and still make something, right? So versus just putting it in a traditional savings account. But it, yeah, high squat. yield savings account's great. But remember, your emergency fund is insurance, not an investment. This is money that's made to protect you. It's not made to make you more money. Yep. So don't be freaked out if you're not getting a certain interest rate. At the end of the day, it's not going to be life-changing. That's right. But I think it's a great option. And right now, it's the highest rates I've seen. When my wife and I were saving up for a house, interest rates on savings accounts were 2%. Yep. I was jumping for joy. Yes, Because totally. of all the free money we were getting from this 2%. <laughs> so now that it's 5% or more, yeah. goodness gracious, I have a lot of, you know, it's a great time to be saving up for things because of that reason. That's right. Exactly. Yep. And you guys, the way to find savings, one of the best things you can do is be budgeting. Making sure you see, okay, here's my income, here's everything. And when we talk about, you know, giving, saving and spending and what that looks like and, and to really be intentional with putting money aside, letting that be a habit. And so if you have never budgeted before, maybe you are a budgeter, I really recommend downloading every dollar. It, it really is the best way. Um, There's a savings category on every dollar. So yes, you can kind of yeah. automate that and go, all right, we're going to do a direct transfer from our pay- paycheck or bank account to our savings account every month. And yeah. the budget will help you track that. And it's all right there. Yep. So every dollar is amazing for budgeting and to get you in a position to be able to say, yeah, we actually can find margin here and save some money. Again, for whether it's a car, vacation, down payment, emergency funds, a high-yield savings account, it's a great place to park that short-term To make savings. sure they are FDIC insured or NCUA if it's a credit union. That's a good point to call out. So when yeah. you're on the website, which the ones we mentioned are, but you want to yeah. make sure that it's insured. Uh, I think it's up to $250,000 per depositor. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Pretty sweet. It's good. All right, let's go to the phones. We have Aiden in Dallas. Hey, Aiden, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Uh, I'm just I'm getting ready to purchase a new truck. I'm just trying to figure out what. Truck, yeah. Oh, George what, loves a truck, Aiden. Really, uh, how much I can really afford when it comes to being a truck, buying a truck, what would be smart. All okay. right. How much you make a year, Aiden? Uh, this year, I will gross anywhere in between from 95 to about 115 Okay. Amazing. And what debt do you have? 
Uh, my, tr- my current vehicle will be paid off in about two months. I owe about 300 to my Mac dealer and a little, little under 500 to my Cornwell dealer. Okay. And how much do you have and in savings those, to buy the truck? Uh, I have about eight, but that's, I'm trying not to touch that so I can keep on growing that for uh down payment on a house. 8,000. Yes, I plan on trading in my uh, current vehicle. Okay. Trading in for another, like a truck with a payment on it? Yes. What I'm kind of truck are you going to buy? I'm still trying to build my credit. What, what was that? What truck are you looking to buy? I'm looking to buy 2500 or 3500 diesel. What year? Uh... Early two thousand, early two thousand tens to uh, late two thousand tens. Okay, and what is that going to cost? You think? Uh it um, all all depends. Anywhere I, I can get the trucks I'm looking at, I could get one for anywhere between about twenty to forty. Okay, that's a big range. Well, Aiden, you're probably not going to like our answer. If you listen back to this call, Aiden, you're going to hear that you have a lot of priorities right now, don't you? Yes. You're trying to pay off debt. You're trying to buy a house. You're trying to get this truck. And I found that when people are doing too many things at once, they don't really make progress on any of them, and it usually leads to poor financial decisions. And right now, you can turn the ship around pretty quick. I mean, making a hundred grand, and you've got, what, a few thousand in debt left? Uh, Yeah, not much. And so we can clean up all of your debt within three or four months? Yes. And in, in fact, you have $8,000 right now you could use to pay off the car and pay off all of your debt. You could be debt-free today. Yes. And that would leave you with how much in savings still? A few thousand? Yeah, a few thousand. There you go. So that's going to be your starter emergency fund. Yeah, that'll be your starter okay. emergency fund aid. And, and then whatever ca- whatever cash you have beyond that, you can put with your truck you're going to trade in and you only are going to buy a truck that you can pay for. No more payments because debt is stealing this income. And especially with a car, you are taking a loan out and paying interest on an asset that's going down in value. Mathematically, it is not a smart move, Aiden. So I would stick with the truck you have, pay it off, drive that for a while, save up and pay cash for your next Six months from now, you're going to be able to save up and pay cash for it. Yep. Don't let the bank steal all your income, Aiden. Don't give them payments. So one of the things we love to do around here, George, is put on events. We love a good live event. We love a good live event. Our team is really good at them. Yes. Some of the best events in the country. And sometimes we're out traveling to different cities. But this time, George, we're going to do one in our backyard. Literally. At Ramsey Solutions up on the hill in our new event center. And we are doing the Total Money Makeover Weekend, you guys. This is going to be a full weekend on May 10th and 11th. And we are going to help people when it comes to the subject that we talk about all the time which is money. So actually the night before on the 10th, George and I, we may or may not be doing a live recording of Smart Money Happy Hour, our podcast. So you can come and participate in that. And then an all day event that next Saturday with all the Ramsey personalities. And it's going to be really fun. We're going to talk through obviously the baby steps and different parts of your money and your life. And we're going to do lots of Q&A as well. We find that people you know, have 
whether it's specific situations or even, you know, just the generic problems that we all run into when it comes to money. Uh, but to be able to have conversations with you guys throughout the weekend is really important to us. So it's going to be it's going to be really fun. Early bird tickets are only ninety nine dollars only for a limited time. And if you want to get the best deal on tickets, again, this is it. So go ahead and buy your buy your seats, buy your tickets, because we only have 2,400 available. And so you can do that at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Love it. People come from all over the country, even the world, to come to these events, which is so amazing. So go start budgeting for the travel and transportation and lodging and all the fun stuff. And Nashville is a great place to just to hang out. So yeah, extend so. your trip and enjoy it while you're here. RamseySolutions.com slash events, May 10th and 11th. Looking forward to that. Yes. Love to hang out with you guys. All right. Up next, we have Sarah in Charlotte. Hey, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so my question uh, for you guys is uh, currently my husband and I are renting an apartment um, for about 32% of our uh, net income. And in order to get closer to that 25%, we have to move to a low-income house like a low income community. And I'm not sure uh, if that's wise, you know, because sometimes uh, crime is higher in low income communities. Um, I just wanted to know if you guys had any takes on whether we should jump from our 32 to 25% by finding a cheaper apartment in a low income community or what you think. Well, I appreciate your intensity for the plan, but that 25% is really a guideline and it's not a, <laughs> set in stone if you're at 26 time to move bucko so i don't think this is on fire you guys sound like you're doing a good job paying attention to every dollar and my assumption is your income will go up over the next year correct um potentially uh, my husband put in some applications to become a police officer and it could potentially go up a little bit but he it's gonna stay about the same okay yeah, I mean, I would say, Sarah, I mean, obviously we don't want, you know, you in a situation that maybe you feel unsafe or whatever, you know, it may be for you. Um, I mean, yeah, you want to be able to find a place that, that you feel good at. And I would say, too, that, um, you know, just because a situation is different doesn't always, you know, make it bad, right? And so um, I think there can be some places that you may overlook because of just the thought of, oh gosh, you know, the high crime or whatever it may be, but to really do your research and, and, and dig in, because there's parts of cities, you know, that may be lower income, but they're great neighborhoods and great people and all of it. So I would I would do my due diligence to really look and see. Um, I mean, ultimately I want you to feel safe. I mean, I think that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a fair value to have in life. Um, but also, you know, to, to maybe look at, yeah, maybe our life, maybe we, where we are, though, where we live will look different than maybe what we thought because of our income. And George is right. Like that 25 percent, it is a guideline there. Um, but when it starts to creep up in that 35, 40 percent of your take home pay, that's what it does. It just limits the amount of income that you can use for other things like getting out of debt and investing and all of that. So how much do you guys make in a year? Uh, we make about 55000 Okay. Just my husband works and I'm a stay-at-home mom. Okay. How old are your kids? Uh, my son, he's almost two. Okay. That's great. Yep. So great. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you guys talk about it. Look at the budget. Do you guys have a lot of debt? Uh, we do, but uh, luckily it's just to a family member who paid off our debt. So, Okay. How much is that? We don't have... Um, it's almost 50000 
thousand. Okay, okay. And are you guys working on getting rid of that? Uh, we are. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah, and once that's freed up, you know that that's gonna feel. Yeah, like a little a more breath of what, yeah. Is it a monthly payment you're making? Yeah, we're trying to do a monthly payment, and it's pretty low right now. Like if we keep right now, we're only uh, trying to give about two fifty a month, so that'll take us like ten years to pay them off. Goodness gracious! Yeah, yeah I wouldn't you... do that. I would be changing something in that formula, which is probably going to be the income um, on making more. I mean, you know, and, and, and what's so hard, Sarah, is um, you know, <laughs> math. It is what it is, right? And so being able to look and say, okay, this is the amount of money that we have. And so we want to be wise with it. We want to be on a very strict budget and know exactly where that's going. Um, but I also don't want this debt hanging around you guys for 10 years to a family member. And even though they're probably not charging you interest, from a relational standpoint, it's just it just gets weird over time. And so- um, They'll see you go on vacation and go, whoa, 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 they owe us money and they're going on this trip? Yeah, that's right. That's even right. once you're out of debt. Yep. So uh -huh. I would just make a plan to pay that off more aggressively, and that might mean making more income. But the point of the 25% guideline is so that you're not house poor, is so that you have more money to pay off debt. And so, again, nothing's on fire here, but I would make a plan to increase income over the next 12 months to create more margin to get rid of this debt faster. That's great. All right, up next we have Larry N. Evansville. Hey, Larry, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call today. How you doing? We're doing great. How can we help? So um, I'm recently found you guys, and I'm really trying hard to figure out budgeting type things. Uh, I grew up in a family that, you know, didn't really care about it, you know, and I'm trying to figure it out, and I've looked at every dollar, and I, I'm just overwhelmed with things. Like, I try and budget, and then something comes up, and it's just very overwhelming, and it's just I'm to the point of I'm tired of, you know, living every paycheck to paycheck, and, you know, the next week I'm broke, and, it's just hard, and I'm. I just need help budgeting. I need to figure out like what. Where do I start? Like, what's the problem right now? When you say I feel broke, and are the are there too many bills after your paychecks show up? So what happened is, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I got I, I I did some bad things. I got addicted to some things after an accident I had, and you know, I I I screwed up our family. And mm. when I did that, it made a lot of debt. For my family, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. And I'm trying to get out of this. And I I try so hard. I work, you know, 65 hours a week. And it's just, I don't know. I, I honestly can't tell you exactly where it's going. You know, I, I am paying down the debt that I'm doing. But then also, you know, car repairs come up. Uh, my kids need something. Yeah. Yeah. How many kids do you have? I have three. How old are they? Uh, two, five, and eight. Wow. So you guys I'm have you, you guys have been through a, you've been through a lot, Larry, for over the last. What? How how long has this journey been for you guys? And are you sober now? Yeah, I've been I've been sober for over a year now. Okay. Uh, a great guy from Boston, you know, took me up there and helped me out. And yeah, uh, it's just. The last six years before that, you know, I was working, but I'd leave a job because, you know, something would happen or I wouldn't go to work and, you know, I'd get behind on things and, you know, I'd say, oh, I'll push this off for now. And it's all just coming back to haunt me and I'm, I'm trying so hard to budget money. Yeah. Uh, 
So, Larry, we're coming up on a break. If you'll hold on the line, we'll come back to you, if that's okay, in our next segment, just to kind of walk through more of your story and to help you with just the overall picture. Because I think budgeting for sure is a piece of it. Um, But there's a lot of life in there and possibly some debt. And we can run some numbers and kind of help you walk away with a game plan. Does that sound good? Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, absolutely. So hold on the line. Yep, hold on the line. Hold on the line, Larry. And you guys listening and watching right now, we will be back. Here's the thing about investing advice. You can find it just about anywhere, but that doesn't mean it'll always help you with your personal goals. Here's another option. Check in with a smart investor pro. These financial advisors can review your plan or help create one that's personalized to you. To find a smart investor pro in your area, go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Ramsey Solutions is a paid non-client promoter of participating pros. Learn more at ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Welcome back. We were just talking to Larry the segment before, and he was asking us really how how do you start budgeting? What does this look like if you're just new to this process? Because it just feels like something always continues to come up. Car repair, uh, something for the kids. Yes, throughout the month, and they've walked a a, a hard journey. Um, he was telling us with just some addiction, and he's been sober a year, and they're really trying to get in this place where they can get control of their money. Was that a good summary, Larry? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so tell me this, Larry. How much How much do you guys make in a year, just household income? Uh, so uh, my wife makes about 30, about 28 before taxes. Um, and then me, uh, you know, I just started back working about a year ago. And this past year, I made about 51, you know, consistent thing, you know, with the same employer. That's great. What do you do? I, I work in home health care. I work with like mentally handicapped individuals. Yeah. Okay. It's uh something I've I've loved for a while. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So you guys are making around around eighty, eighty one thousand. And what debt do you guys have? Uh so uh we have a, a car that got repoed a couple of years ago that I, I because of me that um working to pay off just to, you know, get that out of there. Yeah. Um, we got my wife's car now that, you know, we had to have because we had to have reliable transportation for her. Mm-hmm. How much um, is that? How much is that? Know, um, it's about eight, uh, right now. 8,000. Um, okay. And how much is it with yeah. that you're repaying for the, the repossession? Uh, I'm about 14. Um, okay. I had bought it for about 16, but, uh, I owed 14 and, you know, just basically stopped paying. Yeah. Okay. So the two cars, what else? And then, uh, we have uh, a combined between like just little loans that we tried to get to get by, um, you know, and loans to family. We have about, you know, 15 there, okay. um, you know, and then medical debt. We have about 6,000, but I'm trying to get some assistance from like their financial aid there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just a process of trying to get that figured out right now. For sure. Anything else? Any credit card debt? Uh, so that's it. That's in with like the, the 15, you know, there's some credit cards, uh, which is about, uh, you know, 1500 of it. Okay. The rest is loans for like family, little loans just here and there that, you know, I, I thought would, you know, get me by to where I need to be. And then I found you guys and, you know, realized that like there's something I'm doing wrong. And, you know, I, I finally built up the courage and then off the embarrassment that I have to, you know, call you guys and, you know, just figure it out and, yeah. Uh, I'm tired of it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I think you've won 
probably the hardest battle. Money is nothing compared to fighting and becoming sober and walking that whole journey, Larry. So if you can do that, you can do this. Okay. So just hear me say that. It's it's an amazing thing when people find freedom in one area of their life, it seems like it opens up the door in other areas that they they long for that same level of peace and freedom, you know, that you've found in that part of your life. And now that's transferring to your money. And money, you know, was and is possibly in the present, still a stressful, a stressful place. But we want to be able to to walk with you and and give you just some peace for a plan, you know? And and I think it's one of those things too, Larry, yeah. that this can it can carry a lot of shame and a lot of guilt because the hard thing with money is that you see the numbers of the past that stay with you and you have to, you know, face those and figure out what to do. But but just know what you've done in this last year, you can do this. Like you guys together can do this process. Is your is your marriage in a good spot? You and your wife, are you guys on the same team, just at least from the financial standpoint that you guys are wanting to work a plan together? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about it a lot and she just, you know, not the best with math, um, so she leaves it up to me. I don't want to, you know, stress her out too much, but, yeah. you know, I, I, I talked to her about it, but I'm just uh, still okay. ashamed of it to, you know, talk too much. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, what I would suggest as we start working through the budget is I do want her to be involved, and she doesn't have to be the one that, you know, is all excited about it and, like, gets in there every day and all the things, but I want you guys to be in a constant communication and be on the same team because uh, that's going to help with these day-to-day things because if the kids pipe up and want something – there's a good chance you guys are going to look at them and say the famous words I always heard growing up. It's not in the budget. <laughs> it's not in the budget. Like there's going to be times that you guys as a family are going to have to make some hard decisions to make these numbers work. Um, and that's part of the process, right? That you're that you're learning how to do this and to find margin. So so in every dollar yeah. we talk about, yeah, and as and you said you've walked through it, but your income minus those expenses equaling zero. And we have on every dollar premium, which we'll give you after this call, um, if you don't have that one already, it's our paid subscription part of every dollar. But it, what's so great is they have a payment, a paycheck planning application within it. And so what ends up happening, Larry, we find that what's difficult is you plan out your month and you say, okay, we're going to spend, you know, 600 on groceries. And then, but then all of a sudden, the, the mortgage or the rent hits, the electricity bill, like how all the bills are lined up, one paycheck of the first isn't going to cover it all, right? And you run out of money before those bills are paid. That's and right. So it'll and it, help you figure that out. Yeah, and it feels like you're broke in that sense. And so what the paycheck planning part of every dollar does is it's able to show you, hey, we, here's where you're getting close to the red. So what can you rearrange in your budget to make sure that that paycheck goes as far as you need it to go? with some cushion even till you're paid again on you know the 15th or however often you're paid. And so that that money then is going to be able to take you through it. And then there is a goal area, I would say from budgeting, at least for me, George, is that you're kind of a paycheck ahead. So you always have that cushion. So instead of using the money that just hits your account, you're kind of using the money from the paycheck before even um, just to give you some breathing room to not feel like, oh my gosh, our account is getting down to zero. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that may take a few paycheck cycles to get in that place. But um, do you guys have any money saved at all? Do you have an emergency fund? No. Um, okay. You know, I, I've been trying and anytime I do it and then, you know, something comes up and. Yeah. What I, are the things that are coming yeah. up? You've mentioned that a few times. What are those kind of things? Uh, you know, just at the beginning of the school year school, um, you know, my son, you know, has gained weight and lost a lot of weight and, you know, 
So we had to buy him a whole new, you know, wardrobe of clothes. And his mother, who is not my wife currently, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, stuff going on there. Like she, you know, I feel like sometimes I have to replace her because she's chose other people over him. And, you know, Mm. I I try and overcompensate. I'm I'm not going to lie to nobody. Yeah. And I'm trying to get past that. But yeah, I I hate seeing the way he's broken because of it. And yeah. It's just messing with me, so. Yeah, which is very understandable. I mean, I I see that, and we see that a lot with families, that there is that overcompensation of buying things for kids or wanting that. And and I'll tell you, Larry, though, at the end of the day, what he needs and what he wants is is love and acceptance from the people in his life, and that's you. And so, I mean, and and so that that is something that you you are going to have to be the adult in those situations and say, you know, that this toy is not going to be the thing that brings him lasting joy and acceptance and love. Like it's it's just not. And so knowing that, even though it is so easy just to run to stuff and buy stuff to make someone feel good for a moment, you know, there there will be a boundary there. So so I think that there's going to be a level of discipline that you and your wife, I want you to get on the same page with her. And say, okay, you know, once we do this budget, it's done. And the kids are going to ask, stuff is going to come up, and we have to say no. We have to stick to this because I want you to get $1,000 quickly. If you guys don't have any money saved, even getting a starter emergency fund of $1,000, it's going to free you up. And as you go through every dollar, again, those are places where you're going to be able to say in categories, okay, we used to spend this much and not to eat. We're not doing that. And we're putting that aside here. Like you, you really do sit there and take things away lower those expenses. And then for you, if there is a way to up some income for the season, um, I think it's one of the best things that you could do just to bring in some extra money too to get that $1,000 and then start working your way through this debt and working your way to pay this debt off. And and I mean, there there is hope in this. I mean, we get these calls yeah. all the time. And you Larry. make 80 and you owe 43. This is a very fixable problem and it might take two years, but we can get out of this. So That's right. tactical things, Larry. Yeah. Uh, you can add a miscellaneous category to the budget for some ankle biters. You can also do a, print out your bank statement, and that way we'll, you'll see a real picture of what was spent in the last few months. That's going to help with this budget as well. Yeah, and give it three months, Larry. I mean, we're in February, March, April. Give it April, May. Okay, don't give up. Keep sticking with it. But hold on the line. Austin will pick up. We're going to give you Financial Peace University, our seven-lesson course on money, and Every Dollar Premium. Uh, just to make sure that you guys um, have the, the knowledge that you need as you start this journey. We're cheering for you. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, and this is George Campbell, and we are hosting this hour of the show and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Talking about your money, your life, your relationships, your work, anything and everything. We are here for you. So first up, we have Jennifer in Ventura, California. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you for all the work you guys do. I'm so blessed to be on the call. Oh, thank you. Thanks for calling. How can we help? Uh, I, I guess I, I kind of have a case. I'm brand new to you guys. Uh, shout out to Ventura, uh, Mission Church Ventura. Um, I will be doing TV set three lesson on Monday. So yes. I'm like brand new. Mm. That's with Rachel and I. We did that yeah. lesson. 
we'll be I, yeah, there. I kind of took a sneak peek. At, like they gave us like a the little barcode thing where they we get it for free. Thank God, thank you, church. Oh, that's um, awesome. I took a sneak peek, so I saw my favorite speaker, George. You're my favorite. So I cheers, did, George. He I'm wins the hearts of, well, of I, many. Truth be told, I told Jennifer to call because she had a great what? question for Rachel. If like, you need to call, Rachel's going to crush Wait, this question. With what? Rachel's going to crush this. Okay, so check it out, Rachel. Okay. So I I, I kind of have a, a case of like family FOMO. So it's not keeping up with the Joneses. Like I, I, I drive an old van. I've got old stuff. I learned my lesson and listening to you guys. I didn't know. I'm 37. I'm like way behind and I did not know any of this. So I'm like lifetime learning it and I'm, I'm binging it, right? So but I've got one of those uh, super close families, kind of intrusively close families. Like we, we do everything together. We're, we have like a Facebook messenger, kind of like a group thread email chat thing where we're like, it's literally like, oh, Paisley woke up with a fever today and Ben got in trouble with school. It's like every yeah. single thing sure. or like in each other's grill. Um, but that also includes like, um, like, let's do everything together. Like every single Sunday, let's have family dinner, especially because my dad passed away. It's been like every, every Sunday, let's go to Nana's house and, and and you and don't show up empty-handed. Like, what are you gonna bring? Are you gonna bring ribs? Are you gonna bring this? And I'm and I'm calculating this in my head. Like, there's like 18 of us. So for me to sign up for drinks and buy everybody their favorite drink, I'm like way over. Like, I can't. So mm. oftentimes I'm like, oh gosh, sorry guys, I'm volunteering at church, and I like I like to pass. And then it and then I get the whole like under the breath, like, oh well, too bad you can't. You know, your kids are missing out on family dinner and. And all that and all that stuff. So I'm just at a crossroads, and, and I've got that crafty sister that's always like, "We're going to the, the zoo," and I'm like, "I can't afford the zoo." Oh, there's a, a Groupon. Okay, well, it, it's the gas, and it's like you're taking time out of my side hustle. Like I can't do yeah. it all. Yeah. And my kids, my kids see it. The cousins show them the pictures. They all talk about it. like, "Oh, look where we went." And my kids are like, "Why can't we go?" And I'm just I'm just at that point where there's only so much I could tell like let's be content kids and my kids are like I don't I want to be with my family mm-hmm. you know how old are your kids so my son just turned nine in January and my daughter will be 11 in May okay well I think what's hard Jennifer is what's happened in your life is you've shifted a perspective right you've shifted how you're viewing money you're you are shifting something you're changing something about who jennifer was nine months ago 12 months ago into you know a new season right and i think you know we we always parallel the financial world with even the health world right it would be the same thing if it was like oh my gosh we're gonna you know um go i don't know eat a bunch of pizzas you're like well i'm gluten george would have to say no i'm I'm gluten-free unless they have gluten-free crust i can't go you know like so people even with their nutrition right they draw boundaries on what that is and i know money's a little bit different but anytime you change of what you're what you're used to what people expect of you the normalcy of what was is not there anymore and so i think that acknowledgement is really hard and it's hard when it plays into these kind of smaller day-to-day interactions with family and so I, I mean, have you just bluntly said to them, "Hey guys, I'm living on a strict budget now because I'm trying to get out of debt, and yeah. I can't be doing all of this, but I want to still come to dinner. I'm just going to bring stuff, you know, because we're water people now, and you got to right. make fun of yourself yeah. and be like, sorry, um, but I don't want y'all to like miss out on all the good stuff. I'm just choosing to miss out for me, but I don't want that to put you guys out. So y'all do you." Y'all plan yourselves and I'll just bring my own stuff. I'll bring my, you know, grilled cheeses and my water or whatever it is that That's you're choosing totally, to do. I totally, and I, and I, and I have, I've been doing that. I think, the, I think the bigger piece is the kids. 
probably my kids are what's bothering me most. Because yeah. my family, like, I'm the only one that goes to church in my family. I'm the only one. So, like, I'm telling them about this Ramsey thing, and they're like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> it's another one of those eyes. weird like, Jennifer things that's yeah, happening. Well, I think you mentioned yeah, to me also yeah. that their incomes, they're all making, you know, six figures. Oh, they're just at a different absolutely. place in life. Yeah, and so honestly, Jennifer, the gift to your kids, even with family, is to say, hey, how do we... How do we learn to be excited for somebody that has something that we don't have? And how can we still have relationship with them, right? And and I would hope your family would kind of give a nod to where you guys are and be like, okay, yeah, we're, if we're going to the zoo, it is going to cost $30 for everyone to go. So we're going to choose not to do that. We'll go to the park or we'll come over and do a play date. Like, what other things can we do that you can be a part of as well, right? And maybe you throw out those ideas. But I think for your kids, and I get that, I mean, I understand. You're like, I want them to be with family and all that. But but for them to start to see that there are boundaries in life and limits in life when it comes to money, and it's not just this endless, you know, right. way of how to live, you're modeling that, Jennifer. And that's what they're, they're going to grow up with a level of boundaries that's really great and really wonderful healthy. yeah but i also don't want you to miss out on family time so i do wonder if there's ideas that you can even bring to the table to be like yeah they don't That's you good. know i don't want to miss out with you guys so i still want to hang in you know and and i had a right. good friend jennifer who was going they're going through some tight financial spots and and she was very honest with me and and i knew and there was you know times that it was like oh yeah we you know i could take my kids to the zoo but we're going to choose not to because we want to hang out with them and I don't want to put her in a bad spot. And then also I don't want to feel like she thinks that I have to pay for her all the time. You know, like there's all, you know, right. some of that. So I'm like, you Thank know what? Thank you for being considerate. That's a- yes. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. But, be the but, considerate friend. But for real. And, you, oh, and so for your family, like, you know, and not that you can make them do that, those kind of things, but I would throw out ideas that are kind of free or less expensive or whatever it is so that you good. actually still get time i would be like listen i'll sign up to clean up after you guys i'll sign up on dish oh, duty <laughs> oh, yeah. thanks george love it i love it so, yeah, so that's really good be fun yeah, about you're it right. and it's only for a season too jennifer this is not gonna be your whole life when are you gonna be out of debt yeah. oh gosh probably two years okay, okay. So, so like they're fine when i crunch my numbers it's gonna take about two years that's okay and here's the truth too jennifer i look back john deloney probably would like shake his finger and be like that's not right child psychology rachel but i'm like i don't remember yeah, being i don't remember being eight and nine. Oh, yeah for sure not do you know what i mean like your kids are fine they are fine yeah. I, they really really they are. have a great mom and a great life yes and no trip or zoo is going to change that that's right thank you so much you're I doing the hard work to hear. like you guys you guys are like my church peeps are kind of like my family right now so thank you oh. that means the world add us to the you group know? chat I know. We can't wait to hear who gets in trouble at That's school That's what we today. need to do. Add Rachel to the Facebook Messenger group chat. Have her pop in and just like, smack some people Here's five around. inexpensive things you can do with kids under 10 years old. Just start putting her blog articles on there. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, Jennifer, we're cheering you on. And remember, it's not forever. It is not forever. This is a season of sacrifice to get yourself in a place where you can go and enjoy and do the things because you actually have the money to do it. So... Thanks for the call, Jennifer. George, thanks for the DM. Blessed to be a blessing. Yeah, that's, yeah you're just spreading the Lord's work. This is The Ramsey Show. 
Hey, good folks, Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We are happy to be here, you guys. And if you love the show, whether you're a new listener, old listener, been with us for a while, if you will share the show with your friends and family, it helps us out a lot just to spread the word because we want, spread the word, we want everyone to be in control of their money. Even if you hate the show and you're here listening for some weird reason, just go ahead and share it. Just share it. Spread the hate. Here it is. Yeah, because at least somebody will see it. They'll think, huh, that's interesting. And maybe Spread your hate and dissension and maybe give us more views. And, <laughs> I know. Yeah, and, and even go on uh, where you listen to podcasts and uh, leave us a review, subscribe, all those things. Just help us out. We love it. It's not for Rachel's affirmation, we promise. It just helps the algorithm show this to more people that well, we that, can And we to. like your feedback. We say that on Smart Money Happy Hour, our podcast. That's we true. like seeing what you got. You guys are very vocal, and we like to know that. We like to know what you like, what you don't like. Mostly what you like, but it's fine. We can we we have things. We skin. can handle what you don't like yeah. to. But yeah, just spread and share the show for us. Uh, always helps us out. Thanks so much. All right, up next we have Becca in Detroit. Hey, Becca, welcome to the show. Hi there. My Hello. question is about home renovations. Um, specifically, how do we know when it's the right time? Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good question. And do you mean from like a financial standpoint, obviously? Yes. Yes, from the money standpoint. Is you- this a need or a want? I'd say it's a want. Um, when we purchased this house, it was with the expectation that we were going to redo this kitchen because it's just really ugly. It doesn't function too well. Um, That's a perfectly but- good reason. That helps me. It just helps to know, like, is the roof falling off or are the countertops up? Yeah. So that's a good, it just helps me kind of use a filter here. Yeah. Are you guys um, in a financial position, Becca, where you don't have debt? Do you guys have some savings? Yeah. So the only debt we have is our mortgage. We have about 200000 left on that, but no other debt. Um, and we have $125,000 saved up, which would be... Um, by the time the contractors got around to doing the work, the cost of the renovations plus an emergency fund plus a little leftover. Oh my gosh, amazing. So you just can cash flow it. Yeah. That's it. That's what why. makes you That's think you're, you're not ready. ready. Does it just feel like a, is it a big number? Is it just scary to spend this much money? Does it feel like frivolous? Exactly. It's okay. a huge, huge number. It's a huge number and we're getting it all over town. Hmm. So we think it's a real number. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have multiple bids, I mean, labor's up, material. I mean, it, it is like that. That it, Everything is just more expensive in life. Long and gone so, are the days like 10 grand. Can we'll get a new kitchen? Yeah. Right, so what is this right. going to cost you? We're hearing $100,000. For and all of it. Are you gutting? Are you moving walls and stuff? Or is it just appliances and countertops? Yeah, it would be a gut. It would okay. be some structural work yep. to support heavier stuff, bigger islands. Yep, yep. Um, and just the labor is really expensive right What's now. What's the house worth? All over. 400000 Okay. 
Because one thing to think about is not that everything has to be about ROI because you put a pool in the backyard, it may not ROI and it's okay to just do things for enjoyment knowing you're not going to get that money back out of it. Look at you being all fun, George. I'm such a fuddy-duddy, Rachel. Unbelievable. But, you know, with a kitchen <laughs> renovation, it can and will increase the value by a certain amount. I don't know that it's going to make a $400,000 house into a $500,000 house, but over but kitchen, time it But may. kitchens and bathrooms. Those are the big ones. They are the big ones. So if, there, if there's a place to do it from an ROI Side. I think kitchen is the best. And yeah, if you guys have it, Beck, I mean, this literally, this is exactly the perfect situation to do it. And just for everyone listening, remember, no debt and emergency funds. They have the cash to cash flow it. And that's it. There's and no HELOC. There's yes, no, never we still have our student loans. Take a HELOC to do these renovations. No, and that's what a lot of people did during COVID. And so, Becca, you're doing it the right way. You just got to do it. And what's funny, though, is like you said, people actually save the money and they're like, Oh, man, do, do we really want to spend it on it? But what's great about doing it with cash too, Becca, is you guys, well, you have your budget and you're going to stay within the budget because I'm telling you, you go to the appliance store and it's like, oh, we can get this. You're oven. putting it on credit. You're like, just get the nicer one. Yeah, you yeah, you see it. And they're like, oh, but two levels up. Oh, gosh, that's a really nice one. Okay. When okay. I found out about levels, I was like, this is a scam. Yeah. Well, well you, you don't want the level two tile, Rachel. That's basically <laughs> dangerous for your family. You need the level four tile. I know. You can start to, if you use debt, you really can start going over budget because you're like, ah, we'll worry about it later. But when it's your own money and you have a strict budget, you know, okay, nope, we're just staying within this. And it helps keep boundaries on this because home renovations, home building, all of that can go go off the rails so quickly. So I'm 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 the spender though, Becca. So I'm your biggest cheerleader Rachel's on like, this right call. Do check. it and get a great kitchen. We spend so much yeah, time in our kitchen. Yeah, send us a picture later so we can see it yeah. before and after. So I, I, we're we're giving you the green light, Becca. That's pretty rare on this show that you Go get a unanimous it. instant green light. But mm-hmm. it's because she's got no debt and has the cash to do it. So That's great. Really the two get big what things. you want. Stay within that budget. It's, it's exciting. That's great. All right. Up next, we have Anthony in Philadelphia. Hey, Anthony, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. How, How can we help? Today? We're doing great. Doing great. What, awesome, how can we help awesome. you? All right. So my question is, should I sell some shares of stock that I have from my previous employer and my current employer to put towards existing debt? How much debt do you have? So we have two two pretty big sums, uh, not, not counting the house. We have 14000 left on a solar uh, and then 38000 on a car. Okay, and how much would the stock be worth if you cashed it all out? Yes, so I, I, can, I can pull out somewhere around $25,000. Um, I also have about 20000 right now sitting in a high-yield savings account. How much? Twenty? did you say? Yes, yeah, so, okay. so 20, 20 in the savings. I can get about 25 from the stock. Um, my wife and I do have a plan to actually have the 14000 paid off of the solar pretty much in about a month or two. We are going to pull from our savings account, right? We're following the kind of debt snowball method. Yeah, so. yeah, that's great. Um, and none of this is obviously retirement. Like the, it's not tied up in a 401k or Roth Correct. or anything. Yeah, it's just do you have stocks. capital gains you'll pay when you sell this? Oh, Anthony's oh. off the line somehow. Oh, we lost him. Hold on. Pick Let's him see, up. See, see, see. He's back. Anthony, sorry, we just uh, hung up on you real quick. No, it's okay. All right. So are, okay. are there capital gains on these stocks when you sell? You make some money yeah. off of it? Yes. Okay. So I would mm-hmm. factor that into your equation. Make sure you're prepared for the tax hit on that. Uh, it's not going to be astronomical, I'm assuming. You, you haven't had these stocks super long, and it's not a huge amount. 
but I would Correct. at least calculate Correct. that and make sure that you pay the taxes on mm-hmm. that. So, but that'll at least knock most of the debt yeah, out. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because we do say to cash out everything you have but retirement to get debt paid off. And and we don't like having too much in company stock anyways. The single stock. Because it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty limited and kind of that your all your eggs are in one basket mentality, which is not ideal with investing, diversification, and all of that is what we're what we're really going for. So, um, and I tell you that as a person who actually did this, Anthony. So it's not like advice I tell you to do, but I would never do it. I had Apple stock mm-hmm. from when I worked at the retail store back in 08, 09. Mm-hmm. When it came time for debt payoff, I was looking around for money. And I had a bunch of Apple stock. And so I sold that and it helped me get out of debt way faster, got me to investing faster, got my emergency fund funded faster. And I don't mm. miss having those stocks and the what ifs of like, well, do you know how much that would be if you hung on to that? Mm-hmm. That's what your friends are going to say uh, when you go and sell this. So you kind of have to turn down the noise from all the opinions and out- and inputs and go, I want to be debt free sooner. That is yeah. my priority. I can always buy more and invest more later. I'm not going to miss out. Yeah. So Anthony, with your savings and the stock, it's about forty-five thousand, mm-hmm. and you guys have about fifty-two thousand in debt. Is that right? So you'll have seven thousand left to knock out after all this. Yes. What's okay. your income? Yes. Household. So, so my wife is a stay-at-home mom. Uh, she works part-time for our church and does pull in a little bit. Uh, so combined, we make about one seventy-five. Oh, that's great, dude. So well, we're talking like two months from now, you're debt-free. Uh, theoretically, yes, but we have two toddlers and we just had our third child two months ago. So there's a little bit of a fear. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Okay. So four months. So maybe four months. Give it four. We'll give you four months, Anthony. No, it's a great question though. Yep. Cash it out, put it towards the debt and uh, starting with a new little baby. You know what? I'm going to send you Rachel's new kids book. I'm glad for what I have for those toddlers and the new baby. Isn't that sweet? That was great. George. I just thought of it. It's a I great gift about that. for the kiddos out there. Yes. So hang on the line, Anthony. We're going to send you Rachel's new kids book. It's a great read. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates, but when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with bestselling author George Camel. We're taking your calls. Up next, we have Shonda in Cleveland. Hey, Shonda, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Um, Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. We can. Oh, okay. Thanks for calling. Yeah, Um, how can we help? Yes, I have money stress. I have... um, I have an income of like twenty two, twenty four thousand dollars, but I have two collection agencies. Um, one is five thousand, which I could pay. Um, I only have two thousand more to pay for that one collection agency, and the other one is eight thousand. And I don't know what to do or begin to pay that um, that debt. I don't even know where to begin. I haven't talked to that um, collection agency at all. Because I don't know what to do. Because I don't have no money to pay them. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, a driveway that needs to be fixed—that's like twenty thousand, they say. So that's an upcoming expense. That's not debt, right? Yeah, that's an upcoming. Expense. Okay. What other debt do you have? 
Um, I have student loans that's uh, fifty thousand, a car loan that's eleven thousand, a home loan that's seventy five thousand, and I was like um, one month behind. I think I just caught up. And um, let's see, um, credit card that's two hundred. Two hundred. Dollars. Dollars of minimum payment, or that's the total? Yeah, no, that's the total. So I was going to pay them off when I next time I get paid. Okay. okay. How old are you? Yeah, I'm 53. Okay. What Ooh. are you doing for work right now? Nursing assistant, but I feel like I, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And I know y'all say don't play the lottery, but that's I've been trying to oh, do that. Oh no, Shada, don't step. Do. I don't know what else in to the do. convenience store, a gas station. Stay far away. <laughs> How many hours a week are you working? That's right. Um, like forty hours, and then sometimes I pick up on my off days. Okay. So I'm working. I'm working. And you're doing what again? I'm sorry. Say it one more time. Nursing assistant. Nursing assistant. And, but you're only making $24,000 working as a nursing assistant and working 40 yeah. hours a week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the first thing to be looking at, because what's your degree in? Because you have some student loans. Yeah. Um, well, I went to school for different... Well, I really went to school and didn't really get much of a degree at that Okay. One degree and how long have you been paying on these student loans? Years mm. and I haven't made a dent. And mm. I mean, you know, during COVID, they didn't, they wasn't taking any payments during COVID. They were sending your money right back. Are you single? Yes. Okay. Well, there's some simple steps you can take that are tactical to help you. But it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take making more, spending less, all of that. Um, so here's the thing. With the collections, mm-hmm. you've got to talk to these people. We can't bury your head in the sand. And even if you call them and say, listen, okay. I can't pay you. I make $10 an hour, and I got a lot mm-hmm. of bills and a lot of people who want to get paid. And so I need to keep mm-hmm. the lights on. So your one priority is food, utilities, shelter, transportation. We call that the four walls. Mm-hmm. nothing else gets paid before those get paid. I don't care who the debt is to, what the collectors are saying, you got to keep the lights on, keep the mortgage paid so that you don't get foreclosed on and eat something too. And so beyond that, you got to make your insurance payments. We need to keep all of that to protect us. And then we can yeah. start tackling the debt. But clearly there's not much to tackle it with because you have no money left after making minimum payments, right? That's right. So, I mean, so what do I tell them or what do I do? Do I write a letter? Do I call them? I'd call everyone you owe debt to and say, listen, I want to pay you, but I don't have any money. I make $10 an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm six figures in debt. I'll pay you when I can Mm -hmm. and what I can. But right now, I'm flat broke. Okay. Yeah. And then on the income side, Shonda, I mean, honestly, I mean... I was, you know, Walmart, Target, like these places are paying up to 20 an hour. Like you could double your hourly rates by working somewhere else. I think you're going to need a different job. I just don't, this job is not going to be able to sustain you and you're working 40 hours. So I'm like, you're, you have a, you know, a great work ethic, but that energy Mm -hmm. is going to something that's not giving you your rate of return of what you need right now. And so in places like Walmart, Target, some other places, I mean, they have great benefits. Like they really... 
do a great job in helping their employees. So I honestly would be switching jobs. You have to make more. You can't be living on this. Is there a path for you to make more in the nursing assistant world, like to CNA, where you could be making 40000 a year? Uh, I don't know. If, um, like the hospitals or something like that. I don't know how much they... I would do some homework and research and talk to people who are in these fields, in these positions, and ask them the path and what it's going to cost and what it's going to take and how long. Yeah, because long term, we need a solution. Yeah, agency pays. I mean, I mean, I guess uh, agency. But beyond the agency, agency you know, as a as certified nursing assistant, you should be able to make thirty to forty versus twenty two. And with your experience, I'd imagine this wouldn't be a huge leap. And so I would just at least start to do some homework. I know life has got you down, but Mm -hmm. this is the time. The next 10 years, we need to be really getting focused, get the income up, get rid of this debt, and have no mortgage payment. And Shonda, start binge-watching some of our debt-free screams um, here on the YouTube channel or even podcasts. But go through and, and, and watch some of these stories because I know it feels like you're in such a hopeless situation uh, and numbers wise, it does feel hopeless, right? And and so we want that some of that to change with your income and starting to get a grapple on this debt. Um, but just know that there is an there is a way out. It's just gonna it's gonna look different than probably what you've done in the past, and that's okay. But there's people that do it every day. So continue to to feed your mind with this stuff. If you hold on the line, Shonda, Austin's gonna pick up. I want to give you Financial Peace University. It's our nine lesson course on money, just to get you the basics. We'll throw in every dollar premium as well, which is our our budgeting app. Uh, and they have a great tutorial there when you sign up there to really walk through and teach you there. Here's detailed how you do a budget. Uh, and Austin, go ahead and throw in Total Money Makeover too. And that's that's Dave Ramsey's best-selling book and it's the seven baby steps. Um, I just want to get some, some knowledge um, of this plan in you, Shonda. And I want you to just like soak all this up because it's going to, kind of be a different world that you'll be navigating with money it's going to look different but i want you to have motivation and people behind you cheering you on and even if it's us on youtube cheering you on and and giving you some encouragement through other callers or watching their stories i want that for you because i want you to know that that this can change it's going to be different it's gonna yeah it's gonna be different from what you've done and it's going to be hard. None of this is easy. None of this is easy, but it is possible. I'm going to throw even one more thing just because I <gasps> feel for giving. Shonda. I'm going to gift you a free coaching session with a trained Ramsey financial coach who can walk through all of this with you, help you with the collection side, navigate this wild journey, help you make a plan with the debt snowball, um, be, just because we can't do that in a radio call. And I really want Shonda to have hope because yep. I know a lot of older caller, or, there's older people out there listening who are in their 50s, Rachel, and they're going... Well, I'm in her shoes. There's no hope for me. And it takes, it's harder to do as you get older. It's just harder. Yeah, the habits, deeper habits that are you have to break. The mistakes have to. been compounding for years. The debt's been sitting around for years. It's in collections. So hang on the line. We'll get you connected and give you a free session with a trained Ramsey financial coach yeah. um, who can help. So that's that's a big part of the problem is yes, and it feeling is hard. hope and getting a game plan. That's right. And, you know, we talk to, to people, yeah, in their 50s, 60s, sometimes in their 70s right and they're they don't have anything for retirement and they're trying to figure this out and and even though it's a hard hill to climb to say okay i'm gonna buckle down i'm gonna i'm gonna learn something new change what i've been doing sacrifice take on that extra job like all of that is hard but it's also hard to go into retirement with nothing mm. if you continue down that path right so it's one of those things like you choose your hard yeah and one heart's actually going to be able to 
give you money when you start working a plan and get out of debt and be able to have some level of control over your life versus not at all, right? So don't give up, Shonda. You got this, Shonda. We believe in you. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Isaiah 46.4. Even in your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. One man cannot hold another man down in the ditch without remaining down in the ditch with him. Booker T. Washington. That's a that's a good quote right there. Mm. That's so true. So, so true. Well, George, it's been a great it's been a great hour. It we've has some, been. We've had some great calls. I've enjoyed it. I'm glad you feel the same way. I do. <laughs> I have. All right. So to to round out the show, let's go to Ethan in Kalamazoo. Hey, Ethan. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. How can we help? Um. So I just had some questions. So I just turned 18 and I graduated a couple months ago. And I just don't really have any idea, like, what to do with my money. Okay. So you're 18 years old, so, graduated from high school. What are you doing now? Are you in school? Are you working? Um, uh, I'm a pipe fitter and a pipe welder. Okay, good for you. How much are you making? Um, I make $20 an hour, so about 2400 a month. Okay. Good for you. Are you living at home or are you on your own? Yes, ma'am. You're at home? Okay. Awesome. How much money do you have? Um, right now I have about three grand saved up uh, in a checking account. And then I have, I think, 2500 in a money market. And then I have another 300 something for bills. Okay. And do you have any debt? Uh, no, sir. Great. And what's your question? Um, so I was just like wondering, because I know... I feel like every, like my whole life, people said like, you know, renting uh, like apartments was like super bad and stuff. And then I heard a couple of times from you guys that, you know, renting apartments isn't always the worst idea. And I just figured, you know, since I'm young, I don't want to get any in any debt ever. You know, it scares me now after I've watched your guys' shows for mm. 10 hours a day. And so I was just like wondering like what's okay to be in debt for and like what's not okay yeah, that's a great question. Well, if you've listened to the show for 10 hours a day, you'll know that we are anti-debt all the way, anytime. We don't think there's any such thing as good debt. And the only debt we don't mm-hmm. yell at you for is a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage that you're attempting to pay off early. So outside of that, yes, we don't believe there's any good debt, that it should be leveraged, that it's some kind of tool. We've only seen it cause pain and harm in the long term. And the ones that brag about it mm-hmm. just haven't been burned yet. And so mm-hmm. at 18, man, if you can get a hold of those principles now, you're going to be unbelievably wealthy. Yeah. And you're going to have a great life. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and the renting thing, Ethan, yeah, we are not, we're not against renting. I mean, renting buys people a lot of patience and gets them in a position financially then to be able to put a good down payment on a house, uh, get out of debt, you know, do some things. And where a lot of people feel like it's just throwing your money away um, for us, you know, there's there's a level of risk that you don't have when you don't own a home because owning a home, I mean, it can be expensive. I mean, you're, you know, from roof issues, we just had our chimney had to be completely basically redone in the inside. And so they've been working all week at, our, at that. Um, you know, we had stuff with our roof last year. 
stuff, you know, appliances go out. I mean, it's just there is so much that you pay for as a homeowner when you rent. You don't have that expense. So there's a there's a beauty to that, right? We we eventually, Ethan, want you to have a house because owning a home and real estate being part of your overall financial picture is a great thing. And we are all about it, but we want you to do it the right way. But but you're 18. So my question for you is, are you, um, you know, are you going to, are you going to school? Are you going to do trade? Are you going to be doing this job? Do you think for the near future? Are you happy living at home? Do you want to be out on your own? Where are you at with just um, your life? stages right now. It would be now. nice to be out on my own, but you know, just like the, like the apartments in my area, like just a studio, those costs at about, you know, like 1100 to 1300 a month. And that's well over half of my monthly income right now. Yeah. Um, I don't really plan on going to school. The place I work for, they do an apprenticeship. And so hopefully I'll start that up uh, in September. Okay. And will that cause a, a raise to occur? Yes, ma'am. That's great. What will you think you'll be making? Um, uh, I'm hoping they'll give me another dollar, so about 21 Okay. But the thing is, is in, you know, four or five years when I'm done with the apprenticeship and once I become a journeyman, I'm expected to make, you know, around 50 an hour. Yeah, that's amazing. So you'll be six figures by then. Yeah, that's, that's so great, Ethan. Um, yeah, so what I, I wouldn't be in a rush with the with the housing situation. I mean, I think eventually you'll get to a point, um, you know, maybe when you're 19, 20. And go get a roommate. That's what I had roommates up until I was yeah, married. And yeah. So get a two bedroom and it may be eight or nine hundred bucks a month if you split it and uh, go do that for a while. And that will give you a sense of independence. It'll help you learn how to be an adult. And, uh, you know, Dave always says that an eagle that doesn't leave the nest is eventually a turkey. So... It's good. And I, don't think I think that's it's your, good for your spirit. It is if you can get out. But Ethan, I feel like such a mom right now. Where I'm like, Ethan's but I'm a like, good he's, boy. he's only been out of. You haven't. I mean, I guess it'll be coming up on a year. Did you graduate last May from high school? Um, no, I graduated early. So okay. I graduated um right before Thanksgiving. Nice. Okay, so so you so you've only been out of school for three months, right? Out of high school. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> I just feel like you're just so young. I'm like, you don't have to go live on your own apartment right no, now. No, but if, that, if he's saying but, that's something he wants to do, <laughs> yes, I don't yes. want people to feel like, well, once I get out, I need to go buy a house. That's right. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to go and rent an apartment and go do it, that's great. That's great. But I, I do feel like you've had a lot of life shifting and you're learning how to be an adult right now. And if you don't have to pay for rent right this moment and, you know, yeah, I think that I think that's a great thing, but I would have plans to move out, right? To get to your point, George. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, while you're it, at home, it brings dignity. It I brings would say right. every single penny. Yes. This is such an amazing season where you don't have many bills. And what happens, and I I lived this out when I was 18, living at home, is I started working and I just spent every paycheck because they didn't have bills. So I was like, what else are you gonna do? I'm 18. Let's go have fun. <laughs> and I just bought gear yeah. and stupid crap, and I could have been saving and I could have been paying off student loans, but I was just. Just being a, an idiot. Just a an just an old lad. Just a little old lad, so, George. You it's won't okay. be me, Ethan. You're going to do great. No, but, but here's the thing: pay cash for your next car. That's where 18 year olds go wrong. So what are you driving now? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Ford Ranger. Is it doing well for you? Yeah, yeah. It's it's been pretty reliable. I've had it for almost two years now. Cool. So great. Yep. So yeah, I would do what George said. Just stockpile some money have it have a date to say okay you know by i don't care when it is september or something six months from now or whatever i'm going to really seriously look at moving out being on my own and honestly then by i think there is something about when you work and you're not in school 
you do feel more like an adult, right? I mean, like there's a sense you're bringing in a bunch of money oh, yeah. and you're and you're going to that itch to move out will probably happen sooner than later. I just don't want you to feel like you have to rush out right now because you've just had a lot of life change. Mm-hmm. But um, have a date. Talk to your parents about it, too, and just over communicate with them. Like because you sound like a very responsible guy, you know, and so I think having that yeah. plan is great. And that money market account uh, is a great place to be doing your um, emergency fund so I would build it up to three to six months of expenses which may it will increase when you move out because you'll have housing and all of mm-hmm. that um, but just be putting money away in that money market account and um, and I think just be saving and avoid debts and then um, be looking at investing soon after you get that emergency fund I mean there's some things you can be doing uh, if you hold on the line Ethan I'm going to give you George's book Breaking Free from Broke Cheers. because he does a great job laying out so many of the myths in our world today when it comes to money and our culture and our generation. And I think as you start, you know, diving into adulthood more and more, you're going to hear more and more opinions about money. And George does a great job refuting. Is that the right word? Oh, yeah. Great word. Thanks. Man, really, really yeah, that, pulled that one out. Refuting a lot of the, the myths and the lies that people have fallen it will, into. It will keep you away from debt for the rest of your life. I <laughs> promise you, if you read that book, it makes you want to take a shower when I just lay out the facts. And Ethan's already right there, but it's easy at 18. You start working. You feel like you need to increase your lifestyle and you the start comparing. Score, and My you buddy just stuff, got, and, he just yeah. got a Camaro. You got to just turn down the noise and all of that and focus on your goals. That's what the kids want these days. Sports? Really? I don't know why. Are Camaros the thing? I saw some nods out there. The 18-year-olds love a Camaro. They love a little muscle car. Who knew? I got my finger on the pulse, Rachel. Man, you know what's going on, George. You're so hip. I'm a car guy. So hip. Well, Ethan, thanks for the call. And uh, thank you, America, for listening. Thanks to all the guys in the booth keeping the show afloat. George, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Being a great co-host, as always. And we'll be back. If you're a leader, your personal growth matters for your organization because whatever you lead can only grow as much as you do. I know from experience. I've been CEO of Ramsey Solutions for over 30 years, and now I'm sharing that leadership and business coaching experience with you on the Entree Leadership Podcast. I'm taking your calls and helping you figure out how to overcome challenges within your organization. One episode could change your business. Check it out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or on the Ramsey Network app.